Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This is CX, our West Monroe Partners Customer Experience Podcast. I'm Mike Manfredo. Uh, unfortunately, my colleague and partner in crime, Paul Hagen, is unable to join us today, but we have a really exciting episode for you all. Uh, we're going to be talking with Todd Unger, who is the Chief Experience Officer at the American Medical Association. Todd, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us today. What we wanted to talk about really is get a sense from you as someone who is um, an executive in an organization focused on improving the experience of your customers. What's it like in, out in the real world of someone who's living and breathing this day in and day out um, to help those that are also looking to do so? Um, understand a little bit more about your experience, the challenges you faced, the successes you've had, and, and just kind of get a perspective from you as someone who has who's, who's fought, the, fought the battle uh, out in the front lines. So looking forward to uh, what you can share with us today. Me too. All right. All right. So I thought it'd uh, be good uh, just to kind of help our audience understand a little bit about your background and path to becoming um, kind of chief experience officer. So with that, just love to kind of hear ultimately what led you to where you are now? Well, that's uh, it's a great question. And I'd say if I kind of look back at my career, there are three kind of major steps. Uh, I started my pre-internet career at uh, Procter & Gamble and Leo Burnett, a big ad agency here in Chicago. Uh, and that is where I kind of learned my chops about consumer marketing, advertising, positioning, segmentation, all that great stuff. Uh, and then from there, I, uh, the internet was invented and I went to AOL and started my, what I'll call my digital product and programming uh, phase of my career, uh, running a bunch of different sites, mostly in kind of the New York media world. Uh, and that is where, you know, learned a lot about content development and working across different kind of channels, whether it was TV or print. Uh, and how do you maximize the value of that content to drive audience? And then the final step before my arrival here uh, was at uh, the not very closely related daily racing form and horse racing, but that was my entree into digital commerce. It was a, a business that sold digital subscriptions to data. Uh, and we had a betting platform and it was all about customer acquisition and content marketing. And the funny thing is, uh, it's really those three things I'm building here. Uh, so as I kind of look at like what Building a customer experience involves at the AMA. It is about establishing, you know, one organization that has the consumer marketing orientation of Procter and Gamble, uh, the digital publishing expertise of uh, a New York Times or Washington Post, and, and an e-commerce and data platform like an Amazon, and to have all three of those things working in tandem. Because, you know, the most exciting thing about customer experience right now, it, it is where like where marketing, technology, product, content, and commerce, they all come together uh, in a new way that's not really been experienced before. Interesting. So obviously it sounds like you're, you're in the midst of, of kind of bringing that together and building that capability within the AMA. Is that what prompted the organization to ultimately create a, an executive level role to focus on experience or uh, what was kind of the the reason why the organization ultimately wanted to go this route to have, you know, a dedicated leader uh, focused on this. 
I think there was definitely the recognition that we needed to come, uh, you know, this organization, organization needed to come up to speed really quickly on digital capabilities, both to maximize the impact of the mission work that we do here, but also to figure out how we connect more effectively uh, with uh, members and prospective members. And, uh, you know, those two, the, the mission and membership thing that I learned very quickly is how closely interrelated they are. And, you know, when I came here and noticed that, the, you know, our basic problem was that folks out there did not know of all the great stuff we were doing on the mission side. And so uh, in terms of a value proposition of this organization, they just didn't have the clearest picture. And since we're, we're, we're not like other organizations that have, you know, a lot, a ton of live events or, you know, where I'm having a lot of live interactions and uh, people aren't, you know, buying something from me and having it delivered every day. Uh, it was clear that like that experience was going to have to be, you know, built somewhat from scratch and uh, mm -hmm. really leveraging digital platforms to have it scale. Yeah. And I guess I probably should have uh, asked to ask you to take a step back for those of, uh, of our audience who aren't familiar with the uh, American Medical Association or um, they've heard of it, but, you know, they, they don't know the necessarily the details. Can you just share real high level? Uh, obviously, it sounds like it's a it's a vision driven organization. But can you just, uh, you know, give kind of the, the 50,000 foot intro to what the AMA is so people understand, uh, understand the organization? Absolutely. Uh, the AMA is the physician's powerful ally in patient care. And we do that in four ways. We represent physicians with a unified voice to all of the different players uh, in the healthcare space, not the least of which is government, pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies. Uh, we remove the obstacles that interfere with patient care. That's why physicians get into medicine to treat patients. And there's so many obstacles that are being inserted in the way of that. Um, we're leading the charge on confronting today's public health crises, uh, opioids, high blood pressure, prediabetes, and then finally, and something not a lot of people know about, is we are driving the future of medicine and we're working on the big problems that keep us uh, from really getting to the next level. Things like data interoperability, uh, digital health, uh, payment for telemedicine, things of that nature. Uh, so that is what the AMA is doing and it is uh, moving fast and achieving a lot on behalf of uh, patients and physicians. Excellent. And so just for clarification, um, it sounds like obviously your, your primary customer in which you are engaging are at, at a broad level. It's the physicians, correct? Yeah. So we, you know, my, my main kind of customers at this point would be physicians, uh, including residents and uh, medical students. Uh, and then there's a broader kind of circle around that of the people that are involved in the healthcare space. Right. Uh, uh, that are paying attention to, you know, our, our mission and, and what we're thinking about and doing. Excellent. All right. So with that kind of a little bit more intro into AMA and your role, just a, again, more kind of uh, a little bit understanding of, of the role. Where is the position structured within the organization? Um, kind of operationally, what does that function look like in the organization? What's the reach? Um, how do you uh, how, how do you and your team operate within the organization? My actual uh, kind of group here is called Physician Engagement uh, at the AMA, and I do at this point report in to our CEO. Uh, so it's uh, you know uh, uh, along with uh, you know all my colleagues who in the kind of senior management of this organization were 
uh, working together to figure out how we leverage all of the mission work and the assets of this organization to actually engage with physicians. Uh, so my team is uh, comprised of a bunch of different kind of uh, uh, groups. Uh, there's the kind of the, I'll call it like the membership marketing infrastructure of that, everything from, you know, basically direct marketing, which would include uh, everything from direct mail to digital advertising and analytics and things like that. Uh, digital publishing, which is a new uh, kind of skill set and organization within the AMA reports up into me. Uh, we have program development, uh, folks that are developing those programs for students, for residents, uh, and for specific uh, physician segments. Uh, customer service uh, also reports up into me as well as our creative team and creative services. Interesting. So as a, an executive that focuses on improving the experience of your physician members, it sounds like you have quite a bit of reach um, in terms of the day-to-day -day operations um, to being able to improve the experience versus maybe an organization where it's a little bit more a center of excellence, kind of a smaller group that tries to influence. Is that, does that yeah, sound right? It does. It, uh, you know, I call it, it's like a, it's a buck stops here uh, position for the digital age. And I, you know, I can't emphasize enough that like when you're talking about experience at this standpoint, you really are talking about that nexus of, of marketing, technology, product, content, commerce, because the person on the other end of that, like they don't mm -hmm. differentiate uh, what it is like in, in each of right. those areas, all they know is that's how they're experiencing you. And it's from the moment they see something about what you're doing. It could be at a press release. It could be on Facebook, uh, through when they're signing up or renewing their membership to how they're interacting with the content we're producing all year long. And that, I think, you know, there's not necessarily a great roadmap for customer experience, like in an organization like ours, mm -hmm. uh, where we don't, you know, we're not touching someone live every day. Uh, and having that chance to like find that magic moment and the superior experience. It is a largely digital experience and created somewhat from scratch for the majority of people. Uh, and that's been, I think the fun of figuring out is how do you weave all the, those things together into some, into something. Excellent. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe just one more kind of clarifying or contextual understanding of the organization. Um, relative to maybe what you've seen of other companies' CX efforts, and you know, you've talked about needing to bring all these elements together within the AMA and kind of building from scratch. Where would you say you uh, are today? How far along are you in that journey of becoming, you know, the, the physician, uh, physician centric or customer centric? Are you are you kind of early stages still, or do you feel like you've you've really have established that element and you're maturing and scaling? What would you where would you where would you put yourselves? I'd put us right you know we're right in the middle. I'd say uh, I've been in uh, first and second gear over the course of the last two years, uh, and it's astonishing how much we've gotten done so quickly to kind of push us through. Uh, I would say the early stages of customer experience. Mm. Uh, and now we're kind of like, we're in third gear. And so the infrastructure is built. Um, the, you know, the, the strategy is clear to everyone. Folks are on board here. Uh, I wouldn't say that I ever experienced a lot of resistance whatsoever here in this organization, uh, but now people see the data uh, and boy, are they believers. And so now it's like, how do you take it from here uh, and, and just continue to improve uh, 
what customer experience looks like. Uh, so we still have a, you know, quite a job cut out for us, but mm -hmm. uh, at least like a lot of that foundation has been laid. Well, that's, that's great that you're seeing success and, and able to articulate that to, to key stakeholders in the organization and executives. And I think um, I'm, I'm sure, again, as, a, as an experienced leader within an organization, you've heard out in the industry the challenges of being able to demonstrate and articulate the value that CX um, can, can deliver within the organization. Um, how have you found um, or, or what have you found to be successful in being able to do that? Do you, do you find that broadly speaking, and it sounds like people are understanding the value, they're starting to see some proof points. What, you know, what's been going well in terms of being able to articulate the value that your organization is driving, uh, your function is driving within the organization? What's resonating well with the executives? Well, uh, I mean, you said proof points. That's an interesting topic, and we'll kind of come back to that, but results speak for themselves. And, you know, I look at other organizations that have kind of CX efforts uh, going on there and, like, how they're organized. And a lot of times what I see is, like, if CX is kind of on the side and not necessarily, like, tied into operations, I think that's, like, a harder – that's a harder place to be. Mm -hmm. And when I look at, like, what constitutes – uh, the nature of their CX work. I'm like, well, we're already doing that. I just don't call it that. Uh, it's just part and parcel of our operations, whether it's product development or the testing that goes into our marketing communications um, or any kind of you know new initiative. Like, I like it's not a new idea to me. Like from my days at Procter and Gamble, like you need to have something that people really want, and you have to pay a lot of attention to every step along the way and how you know, that customer is going to interact with your brand from the moment that they're exposed to like just the concept and value proposition of what it is all the way through to where they, you know, become a customer and then, you know, continue to interact with your product. So, you know, for me, it started here with results and I don't tend to like use, you know, fancy words like digital transformation. And if a customer experience, you just <laughs> show, yep. you know, like what you can do if you change A to B. Yep. Uh, and, you know, if that delivers a 40 percent better, uh, you know, result uh, and you start to like pile those things up and they start to accumulate and then you kind of teach people how to do that. So that becomes ingrained in their everyday experience. It's like, you know, I told my team, it's like literally every one of you is a leader, every person in this whole group. All I want you to come in every day is like, you know, get that job done. But along the way, you are figuring out how to innovate and deliver a better experience to the person, you know, on the other end. So, yeah. you know, for us, it's like I, nothing succeeds like success to be totally cliche, but like yeah. people love results. And yep. this is a part of the organization that is so data driven and has such a, you know, the velocity of wins and results and success points is what has fueled the further momentum. I totally agree with kind of the success breeds success and people want to be able to jump. They're going to jump in when they see that, you know, what you have going on is, is, is successful. Um, how did you kind of get that initial buy-in? Because I think that's certainly where for, for those folks that are trying to get um, a focus to get their organization to focus on CX, where they're fighting for resources across the board. And I think you hit on, an, on another important topic or point, which is, you know, a lot of this is, is more on the CX is more of 
how you do business, right? Versus something special um, yeah. that needs to be you know handled special within the organization. It's really just the way we do things. Um, but how did you have to get? How did you work to to build that initial buy-in on this is the right way to do it, where you didn't have as many of those maybe quantifiable uh, wins or proof points? Well, I'd say in a in a few different ways. One is you know when I came in, I'm chief experience officer. People are like, what is that? Um, and so I had to kind of quickly paint a vision of what like customer experience actually was, and what my purview was here. Uh, and I probably spent you know, a week or two kind of talking to every person in this organization and including a lot of physicians uh, to figure out what an initial roadmap might, might look like and what are some of those preconceived notions we might challenge. Because uh, as a newcomer, I had a pretty broad purview of just changing the way people did things. Uh, and then I did a few of those things. Like when you have like your, your span of control, you can kind of uh, look at things that you can personally make the decision on. Uh, which is, you know, uh, the membership marketing part of that. And I looked here organizationally and said, like, why is it taking so long for, you know, us to send out an email and why isn't it generating the kind of response that we want? You know, that's something I could kind of attack quickly and roll up my sleeve, sit down with a graphic designer and hammer out new templates, teach people the mechanics of how to test uh, two different versions of an email and then start to show the success mm -hmm. that we had with that. Uh, and then the third thing is I, in my kind of travels around uh, kind of pitching my vision about where we're going to go, there, there are people that naturally kind of raise their hands in other parts of the organization that says, like, I really love what you're doing and can we do something together? And so that may, you know, they may not have been like the, you know, in retrospect, like the places you'd start if you were, uh, you know, picking the most single most important thing, but there are people that are eager to work with you and eager to become the case studies. Uh, some of those relationships that I developed and those projects that we worked on, they did kind of like evolve into actual official collaborations that are strategic to this organizations. And other ones are just ways to put quick, you know, quick points on the board and show people like we were headed in this direction. And here's what, what this collaboration yield in terms of a different way of doing it. Mm -hmm. That's like way cooler, way better, way more effective. So those are just kind of three, uh, you know, three ways that the, you know, to build the momentum fast. Love that. So let's, let's shift a little bit towards um, maybe your 2019 priorities. I mean, you, you mentioned the fact that you're kind of in the middle of your journey towards really becoming that uh, fully kind of customer centric, physician centric organization. Um, you're, you're building up proof points where, you know, what do your priorities for 2019 look like for the organization to continue the sex success that you've seen um, and ultimately to take the organization to the next level? Well, I'd say I have, uh, you know, three kind of key results areas for me. You know, my at the objective level, I am out there trying to change people's minds about the AMA and reinforce how powerful we are as an ally. Uh, and I'm doing that by dramatically increasing uh, the audience and the reach of what we're doing with our mission-oriented activities and with our content. And so on one, uh, you know, one part, my metrics are very much like any digital publishing entity. Uh, it's audience, it's the number of engagements, it's repeat engagements, time spent with us. Uh, so I'm building that part of it. Uh, membership obviously remains 
my kind of specific and uh, very clear goal here, and that is to build, uh, you know, both uh, acquisition uh, and retention, and to do that far more effectively in a much more personalized way, and to reach both, you know, physicians who are uh, in kind of, you know, uh, small and medium-sized practices to the large number of physicians who have now moved into uh, big health systems, uh, which is about half of all physicians that are out there at this point. And then finally, just to improve perceptions of the of the brand uh, and to make sure that we're delivering uh, what we said we would uh, that matches up to what we say, you know, we aspire to be. So that's kind of uh, my big challenges for the year. Uh, we're off and running. Uh, we just launched our new site uh, at the end of last year, along with a new mobile application. Our, our unique audience has grown by 50 percent uh, as already off this, you know, at the beginning of this year. Uh, the reach of our content is, uh, you know, 5x uh, in some cases. Uh, we're finding out so much more about how we connect uh, mission, content, and membership together. Uh, we've also launched a really, really terrific campaign called Membership Moves Medicine that showcases the work of our members and makes it very clear what the value and impact of an AMA membership is. Uh, and so there's just so many uh, exciting things. Uh, that are happening, they're very tangible, and they're delivering results. You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned membership retention um, and, cer and uh, certainly acquisition, and even as a services organization like yourself, um, at the end of the day, if you don't have customers, they're not there. I'm curious, because we, we've started to, to see across other industries, right, looking at the kind of the more macroeconomic environment, we're seeing you know, there may be potential for slowdown, economic slowdown or um, challenges, uh, recession, people are throwing out maybe end of this year, beginning of next year. How does that impact an organization like yourself? And is there, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a world of competing resources. And if there are less resources uh, available, how, how do you see uh, or how do you leverage CX as a way to differentiate yourself and 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 build that loyalty to ensure that uh, physicians don't need to, you know, if they're going to make tougher choices, how they can stay involved with the AMA and, and they may, you know, I assume they get hit like everyone else. So how does, uh, maybe not to the degree, because healthcare in general is something that uh, you know, if you got to see a doctor, you got to go see a doctor. But how do, how do you guys uh, plan for that? Or how could you use CX to ensure that you can minimize or mitigate the impact to your organization? Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, we're unique in any way to any other organization. It really, in any scenario, comes down to uh, about creating value and, and, and an exchange with uh, our audience and our members. Uh, you know, people are going to pay for the things that create value in their lives and they're they're not going to spend a dollar on the things that don't so you know i may like get a subscription notice for like some magazine it's five dollars for a year and i'm not willing to spend that money mm -hmm. but on the other hand something that's really impacting my life uh in ways that are meaningful to me uh i'll spend a lot of money and a lot of time and attention uh, for us, experience begins with the target audience and truly understanding them. And I think, you know, before I got here, the ways that people were looking at those target audiences were they weren't really meaningful. Uh, they weren't leading us to, like, create a, a personalized connection with someone. 
And now we've been able to do that through content and I can develop a value proposition that's built around that, that talks to exactly uh, what someone needs. So if I know I have an audience member that is very interested in advocacy, I'm going to build a program that specifically meets their needs and understand that they're not like every other physician or every other member. Uh, other people might be more interested in, in clinical data and research, or someone else might be interested in practice innovation. It's really understanding that audience and that segmentation and then building uh, a really meaningful value proposition to each. And so for us, you know, doubling down on customer experience, starting with a true understanding of that customer, what they need, and then ensuring the delivery of it. Uh, in a way that's never been done before is what's going to get us out in advance of any, you know, ch macro change out there. I don't, mm. you know, I would, I would do it regardless. Uh, uh, but, you know, doing that right now, we're in just rapid iteration mode. Uh, and that puts us in a good position for anything that would change down the road. Well, I know that we've talked um, through our conversation, there have been some kind of key uh, lessons learned or things that, that, that you've bubbled up that's helped you in your journey. Are there any specific other lessons learned or advice that you would have for other uh, CX leaders uh, in organizations who might be either facing similar challenges that you that you faced in the past or as they're getting started, how to ensure that they can uh, um, ultimately uh, experience a lot of the same success that you and your organization have experienced? Well, I think, you know, something we need to kind of talk about, which is like how you position the work that you're doing. Uh, and it doesn't have to, you know, there are words that scare people like digital transformation, customer experience. They sound kind of soft and uh, sometimes like intimidating and very expensive. Uh, but I think, you know, what we see customer experience leaders in is actually like, you know, brass tacks, get down to it, make changes, show those results and merchandising, merchandise those improvements. Uh, in terms of what they yield, in terms of business results that are tied to the strategy of the organization, not just like some side activity that's out there about making customers happy. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's, you know, to me, this is about results and it's about growth. Uh, and if you can position yourself uh, as a person who's going to drive growth, uh, people are going to listen to you. And along the way, the faster and quicker that you can develop some wins and get those under your belt, uh, and turn your organization into one that appreciates data, you know, testing and iteration. Uh, those will feed on themselves. All right. Well, I know we've, we've gotten a chance to, to, to pick your brain uh, quite a bit this, uh, this morning. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk through with us your experience, um, the uh, challenges and successes that you've had um, in your time at the AMA. Um, and the uh, kind of the, the lessons learned and, and success tips for others. So really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It's been really fun. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Really hope you enjoyed this conversation with uh, Todd Unger. And uh, we look forward to uh, the next conversation we have. So uh, thank you for joining. Mm -hmm.